Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. It's Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Good morning. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. NFL Draft Thursday here on Iowa Everywhere. Is it going to be the day? Is it going to be the day? That little old Iowa State gets a first-round pick? Or do we have another year to make fun of your asses? Read the mug, bitch. (laughs) Been thinking about that a lot. I like Jared Jared Stansbury had a good column. 50 years. 50 years since the first-round pick there, pal. Like it's brutal. And I've often said that's the worst bad streak that Iowa State has I've often said that I do think it's less relevant now that there are so many Iowa State guys in the league sure because it used to be like that would get brought up and you don't even have dudes even getting you know now you've got the last pick in the draft playing like a first round pick last right and Brees Hall probably would have been rookie of the year had he not gotten hurt. So I I do think like while it I would love to get that notch off the belt to keep assholes like you from having this ammo, I think it's less relevant than it was five years ago, the first round. I agree. Totally agree. But I don't think it ends tonight. I really don't. Yeah, it, it certainly doesn't feel like it's trending that way, does it? I, I, mean, I asked our our draft. Uh, our main draft guy, Ryan Wilson, who puts together, got, the guy's done probably 55 mock drafts this year. And he, while he says teams really like Will McDonald, he gives it a 33% chance of happening. So, I mean, there, there's a there's a chance. It does. Yeah. But um, he thinks that more times, more times than not, if we draft this first round, he's not going to be picked. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it certainly feels like that's the truth. You know what would be too. really funny? is if he gets picked 32nd overall, but that's not a first-round pick this year. There's only 31 picks in the first round this year, so he'd be a second-rounder. Why is that? You would know. I don't know. Uh, because of teams having to forfeit picks. It happens every now and then. Teams have to to give up picks or stripped like of a pick. Trades. I can't remember wasn't who it exactly Dolphins, it is. Wasn't it the Dolphins, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um so that he could be 32nd overall and not even be a first-round pick. But in all seriousness, uh, I'll be rooting for him. Yeah, he's a really he's a really good guy. He he went on the road with us last summer on our little Cyclone Fanatic road shows, and I got to know Will pretty well. And he's he's really neat. He doesn't talk much, but he's got a cool background, and he's a he's a really nice guy. So I'm I'm definitely rooting for him and again i'm trying to it's more to shut up guys like you every year it because it, it's hard to say like well campbell they're putting guys into the league it's just they haven't and like yeah but iowa Brees hall would have been a top 10 pick right iowa will get first round picks that don't even start a game for them yeah <laughs> like van ness <laughs> it's it's unbelievable it's crazy and it drives you crazy as an Iowa fan. Like, why weren't these guys playing more? 
the the best part was the two tight the Noah Fant one. Remember that? Like you guys yeah, were just Fant going, and Hawkinson, both first rounders. Yeah, you guys were. Just How about going George crazy. Kittle? Barely did anything at Iowa, and <laughs> now he's a top two tight end in the league. Well, that that definitely says something about their player development too. So hats off to Iowa with that. Uh, we are presented as always by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. We are here in the Channel Seed Studios. I was driving from dropping my kid off today and, and actually saw some farmers out in the fields. They're getting that. You saw some in, seedsmen at work. Yeah, it's actually hey, finally look, like it look, feels Elise. Like there's a there's a young man spreading his seed. <laughs> You're, yeah, I mean, I I literally was driving by a cornfield 10 minutes ago and saw a farmer spreading his seed. It's John Miller put it on our pod a couple weeks ago, impregnating the land. <laughs> or as Steve Dace would put it, sodomizing the land. <laughs> I was going to do a nice read for our friends at Channel Seed here. Hopefully you haven't completely turned them off too much hassle. No, they're really cool. What a great company. But they are, uh, they're, they're really awesome. They've got, uh, there's a guy who, he's a listener of ours, Matt, Matt Nelson. I, I bumped into him at Size House of Trivia. He does, so he's like their expert on when to plant and stuff. So he's like the guy, he's like taking the soil's temperature every day. Yeah, he knows the soil's menstrual cycles. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's essentially what's going on right now. And I saw Matt's post. He said, now it's go time. It's time to get your corn in, folks. It's time to get after it. Did you know, a little farmer education here, a little ag education brought to you by Channel Seed, 72% of the state of Iowa is used for farmland. Did you know that? That sounds about right. Isn't it crazy to you, though, when you fly, especially when you fly, like take that flight out to Vegas, when you look down in a plane, it's always just bare land. Mm-hmm. Like we still got a lot of, of room this, to grow, Chris. We can grow. How much of this country is just, you know, like cropland and stuff like that? It's crazy mm-hmm. to me. It always blows my mind. Anyway, is this really what we're going to talk about today? No, I'm just like <laughs> deep thought here for your and now deep thoughts from Chris Williams. NFL draft Thursday. Maddie Van Winks uh, producing the program as always. Good to see Maddie came out to watch my turtles play last night. Bonnery oh, Little League. Christ. You guys were all. You, you guys were group texting win. me pictures from your stupid little girls softball game. Williams like, team was I getting no hit shit. for a while, and apparently they we, they went we, off. We this is it worse on. than than being bombarded about somebody's fantasy team. We turned it on at the bottom of the third. Turtles got their their first win. I want to start today's show. Uh, we'll get to Iowa State just crushing Iowa in the Iowa Corn Cyhawk series. Just an absolute route. Well, let's just actually let's lead there. Uh, Seventeen to eight, the Cyclones beat the Hawkeyes seven to four yesterday in softball. Absolutely beat your ass, Hassel, in the Cyhawk series this year. Really, I noticed uh, there's no basketball players on that uh, little thing they uh, they posted for It's a Cyclone State. No, I mean, you're right. You guys won some. You got eight points. That's as nice. That's badly, cute. You guys, you guys got eight points. As the men's and women's team beat 
Iowa State. That should count for more points, don't you think? You still want the wrestling won. team. I mean, how many points do you want for that? Like, Let's be still, honest here. You guys didn't even get to 10 this year. Wait, why was, was that a wrestler? Did I see a wrestler on there? No, it's a track. He's cross-country, oh, okay. man. He's wearing a singlet, too. Look, Iowa won three of the four things that most people care about. Lost in football. Men's and women's basketball team. and wrestling. Football. How in the hell did I... Looking back on that season, I mean, I know Iowa wasn't very good, but Iowa State sucked last year. Beat Iowa. They did. God, that was a terrible game. My dad was oh, at that think game. Think back at that game. Holy mackerel. I mean, think like back to that. a long time ago. What was it? All 10 the, to 7? 9 to 7? All the promise in the world for both teams. I'm out here saying, what did I say after Iowa State started 3-0? They're going to win the Big 12. I was like, did I say that? God, what a, what an idiot. Uh, in all seriousness, I wanted to lead with this Deion Sanders thing. Wow. So I have a lot I have a lot of takes on this. There, there's like this astronomical number of guys that he's basically just kicked off the team after after the spring. I mean, it's in the twenties. I mean, I think we're into the fifties now since he Yeah, since he took over. It's basically half the team. Yeah. And this was this was somewhat expected. I mean, this is a guy who Introduced his son as the future starting quarterback the day he took the job. Um, he's brought like somewhere in the twenties of guys from Jackson State with him. I I do I I, I want to get your insight on this hassle. I'm sure you've talked about this on HQ, but I I have a lot of thoughts on this because I actually don't think that this is going to work long term for. Dion at Colorado, and I, and I can explain why I think that he's he might have a year or two because he's in the Pac-12 where they can get this turned around and it's going to look pretty good. Uh, but I but I'm I'm really curious about how this turns out because I just don't think in the future of college football there's going to be a one term one time transfer deal being put in. It's already happening. There's going to be some NIL legislation of some sort. And I, that may not impact him as much, but I just like, I think Dion is playing this right, right now. Like this is the wild west. You can do whatever the hell you want, but it, it still feels like to me in college football, just bringing in 50 new guys every year expecting to do that. But do you seems... really think he's going to do that every year? Don't you think this is no. because he took over this program and he wants to get the, I'm sure what he thinks are the uh, the weak links, the bad seeds out, bring in his guys. And yeah. he probably thinks that, you know, maybe next year and the year after, it'll only be a handful of guys once he gets his guys. Clearly, this is, this is an extreme, right? Like, this will be the most that he does. I just... I, I feel like what he's doing right now is perfect for right now. Mm -hmm. but what I want to know is, some... the, the question I have is, why all these transfers after the spring game? He came in and told all these kids, hey, get ready, jump in that portal. And a bunch of them did. And then you get to the spring game, and we're what, four months from really, we're four months from the season. And now all these guys after the spring game are jumping in as well. Why why the timing of this? Why didn't um, all these guys leave 
earlier. That's what was. Re- Did you read the athletic report on this yesterday? I mean, they they talked to no. a bunch of these players, and this is where I'm just really skeptical of this because, like, I, I have these- I have read what those players have said. Yes, where they that- they're like, we never even talked to the head yeah. coach. Basically, a position coach came up would come up and say, "Hey, we're cutting you." <laughs> they said just- that. So- Dion didn't know some of their names, but does that really surprise you? He just got he just got the job. If he doesn't see them as somebody that can play in that program, that can be in that program, what does he care? What their names That's are. That's my problem long term though. I just I don't maybe I could be dead wrong here. I I still don't think in college football you can just completely treat it like that. I mean, I'm guessing Nick Saban knows the third string offensive lineman names yeah but don't you don't you think that this is a an outlier because it's his first year and he's in this in his mind and his hope his vision i'm guessing is that he won't have to do this kind of purge after this season these are all guys that he did not recruit i'm just listening to what the guy says and i don't have a ton of faith that he's going to you know, change. I think he's completely treating this like, and part of me respects the hell out of him because he's just being real. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to criticize him for it about, whole, and he told like, him this, that right when he came in. Yeah. This is a business. I'm treating it like this. We're, we're changing everything again. Like I, I respect that. I just don't know what Colorado. So like, let's talk about NIL. Mm-hmm. Let's say nothing changes. Colorado is still Colorado. I know that he's flashy. I get all of that. A lot of people want to play for him. They sold out their spring game for God's sake. Like I get all of that. But if he goes seven and five, let's say he goes eight and four a couple years in a row. And you just it's just one negative story after another. And I think there will be. I mean I think the way like it's gonna be Guy's upset. Like it, I, I just don't know if you can be this business-like in this world for five consecutive years. I feel like he's going to wear out his welcome unless he wins big. And maybe he will in the Pac-12, but you know what? Georgia's paying their guys, too. Alabama's paying their guys, too. But does he have Florida to State's win to that level? Colorado has been one of the worst programs in the country for the last if, decade. If he doesn't win to that level at some point, I think that the substance, even though it's really impressive to get them to 8-4, and four, I agree with you, it gets lost in the flash. Right. I think if he's winning eight, nine games... In year two and three, that's a success. I don't think they need to be a national contender for this to be a success because of how far this program has fallen, all, how bad it's been. Where they win one game last year? They were really bad last year. They were okay like three years ago, they, but that I, was the COVID. I, I want to say they've had like one winning season in the last decade or something. They've like really that. been terrible ever since they left the Big 12, and they were really trending poorly towards the end of that span, too. It's, it was, I guess for what you're saying, it's what what are the expectations? Who yeah. are you comparing them against? Are you comparing them against Alabama and Georgia? If that's the case, yeah, he's probably going to fail. Certainly feels like he's setting the expectations at a higher that he can than he can live up to in my opinion. And maybe that's just his flash, but it doesn't always like I feel like he's going to wear out his welcome 
I think that he'll be out of there in four years. Absolute max. Well, the majority of coaches are. But what if he's there for four years? They, you know, they win nine, ten games, and then he gets a, a an even bigger job. I think the flash runs out, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, he may get a bigger job. I think the flash runs out if, let's say he's going seven and five. Let's say he's going even eight and four. I'll even give him that. I mean, it's not like unheard of for Colorado to get eight and four in that shitty conference once USC and, and UCLA are out of it. It's not that crazy like for, for anybody to do that at Colorado. My My whole deal is right now it's the shiny toy. There's a ton of flash. It's a lot of fun. Well, guess what? Everybody else is paying their players too. Everybody else is doing that too. And are you going to be able to continue to keep doing that at Colorado? I don't think so. Scott says Coach Prime taking over Colorado is like Coach Fran taking over Iowa as far as where the programs are. Pretty pretty good comparison, I think. There was apathy the, the, in Colorado. They were actually, terrible. It's actually easier for Prime now compared to when Fran did it because you can just cut all these guys. Right. Like Fran couldn't have done that. Like you can't. I mean, he's got the the guy who was the number one recruit in the country two years ago at Colorado. And that kid that picked um remember the kid that picked Jackson State over Florida State and it was a mm-hmm. huge it was a huge deal. I don't know, maybe he'll completely change the game, be a total disruptor and, and blow me away here. We'll find out. I don't think he will. I think he's I think he does a good job there. I think that this thing lands flat. I, did, I just, I'm not a believer. So what do you in, see? What do you see this upcoming season man, for Colorado? I, did, I just don't know enough about their. I would. What is does Vegas even have a number out for them yet? I, <sighs> That's I, I a good doubt question. That they do. I doubt. Yeah, they do. I don't know. I don't know how you could with I, with so many unknowns. That's my question. Still. What do you think about anybody right now? I don't even know who's on what team. Like, there's so many guys out there floating around right now. I don't know how anyone intellectually could say, like, yeah, oh, I got Colorado locked in as a nine-win team. I don't know. I've got the uh, Pac-12 conference title game winner, and Colorado is oof, way down. Colorado's 60-1 to one to win the Pac-12. So, I mean, I think this first year, six wins is going to be a, a big success. If they get there, I think you've got the expectations too high too early here. Maybe, but that's why you clean out fifty guys, right? To I'm just wondering Chris how says, much development Chris says the over under is four and a half for Colorado. I would definitely play the over on that. They've got too much talent in that league to go. The talent will just went out. We'll see. Uh, I don't think it's going to work long term, though. I just don't. Well, I'm on. I'm on the record here, and I think he's way too sensitive too. He's got a target on his back now because he's been so demonstrative towards like media and whatnot. That w- if they start three and six, one, like he's going to mm-hmm. blow a gasket. Like I, I truly believe that. Sure. And the, and the media probably won't be that fair to him. Maybe what I'm doing right now, maybe I'm not being fair to him because I'm taking what he said, though, Chris. Yeah, it's just going to be all about what the actual expectations from the donors and the fan base actually are. Let's say it's that if they go 7-5 and five this year, which would be really good. Right? We, we I, both I think agree. they'd be throwing parades for them. Will they sell out their spring game next year if they go 7-5? and five Oh, I don't know about that. 
I don't even know. I mean, I, shoot, if they go 10-2, and two, I don't know if they sell out their spring. I think this was an anomaly, this spring game. But does it really matter if they sell out a spring game? Who cares? No, I'm just talking about the enthusiasm out there. Yeah. Well, you can never really... There's nothing like the enthusiasm of that very first time, right? You're never going to bring that back. No matter how successful you are. Who was Ference's first game? What do you mean, who was it? I'm trying to think back to... Who they first, play? Yeah, who did... Did, they, did he lose? Chiswick lost to Kent State in his first game. Well, Ferentz won one to, game his first year. And that was against Northern yep. Illinois. I was there. I they, believe like, so. I don't know if that was the first game. First game might have been against Nebraska. Oh, and they just got shit stomped because that was Eric Crouch, and that was like a really good Nebraska team, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm, Campbell lost to UNI. Rhodes beat, I believe, North Dakota State. Before they were a monster in his, I'm just trying to think about yeah. uh, like the start of our recent eras. All right, Iowa, Iowa lost 42 to seven to Nebraska, and then 17 10 to Iowa State. Then they beat Northern Illinois in Ferentz's third game, yeah. and then they lost and lost and lost and lost and lost until they finally broke through. Um, you know, late in that season of 2000, when they started turning the corner, which was the second season. I also don't think the amount of media attention that's on Dion. I know he wants it, but do you see what I'm saying here? Like it's going to be paint. I'm telling you, no matter what, if they go seven and five, it will be painted by many. Is like, oh yeah, you talked Some. all this shit. You ran Some. your mouth. You went seven and five. I'm telling you. Yeah, maybe people like you, but smart people will see that as a success. Hey, I want to give a shout out to my guy uh, Brent Bloom. I got a See, text Iowa from State Bloom got a today. Kicker? I got a text from Bloom this morning. Really? And he's not going to be happy, Chris. He said that we better lead the show with this. Oh, we've been asking for it. Well, here's here's the text. I'll read it word for word. <clears throat> You bully heads better praise me today for doing exactly what you asked. You wanted a kicker, and I got one, so stop making fun of me. Can I have some money to pay the hundred deckers? And what do you do? You lead with the Colorado program over this Iowa State kicker. Actually, now, I love with the Cyhawk series. Get it right. Okay, you ready for this, Chris? The new kicker, Chase Contreras. Tell I, go, me about I start him. going, I, I dig in, I dive in. Tell me about Do some Chase. research. All right. Here we go. Transfer from Nebraska. Okay. Power five so, experience. Yep. So I go look, pull it up no, on Nebraska's website. 2022, junior, Chase Contreras did not play in a game. Okay. Maybe he was hurt or something. I don't know. Okay. All right. 2021, sophomore season, it says. And this is on Nebraska's website. They're going to paint it in the best picture possible. Contreras started Nebraska's final four games at place kicker on the season. He was a perfect. He was a perfect 11 for 11 on extra points and connected on two of four field goals with a long of 39 yards. And that's all he did. Here's the good thing. So I hope Bloom didn't pay this guy too much money. Iowa State has this new special teams coach. 
oh who gets an God. entire off season to work with this young man. Is this Carl Pepper's brother? <laughs> Supposedly he yeah, was the number one Pepper. available transfer portal kicker in Cole's kicking ranking. So, so apparently there, there wasn't a single kicker that has ever made a field goal in the rankings. <laughs> he was the only one that was in the portal. He's two for four. Hey, I'd taken to that at some points last year, bro. Let's see. He was. Uh, Here's where I'm happy with this. I just I like having another warm body in the room, right? Got another option. Get into. So, do the, you think he's going to come in and win the job? I, I mean, based off of what I know about him, I would say no. I, think, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Just being honest. I, I think went this- out and spent all my money on a <laughs> kicker. I did exactly what you asked, and I bring him in, and he doesn't even play. <laughs> I mean, I hope he does. That'd be great if they had good competition and those guys, and you know, the guy beats them. But I'm saying at least there's somebody, you throw somebody else in there now, right? And you, you mix it up a little bit. I still think this Gilbert will probably be the kicker, but I don't know. Based on what you've read, I would doubt like that he would be. Like, unless he, unless his special teams coach, you know, give him a shot, Hassel. Hey, you guys, did you see you offered the number one quarterback in the country? Over <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw I saw all my all the people I follow that cover Iowa and they're Iowa fans. They're they're going nuts the other day. Yeah, I mean, think because about this, that. That kid comes in and Spencer Petrus can tutor him in that quarterback room. I think he's Brian the number Ferris. one quarterback in the class of twenty five. So he would be uh I think he's a sophomore right now. He'll be a junior next year. And uh, yeah, everybody's fired up about it. He tweeted out a picture of himself in an Iowa jersey. Uh, and and then I, I look him up. And Iowa is about the 50th school to offer him a scholarship. If that kid was your son. Oh, my God. Don't don't make how me say. much How much would Iowa have to pay him to go and play for Brian Ferentz's offense? I, I don't think there anything. There's not a number because I would – I've seen, we've all seen what these quarterbacks do at Iowa, what this offense is. Am I going to tell my kid, okay, you know what? They're going to give you $10 million. It'll set you up for life. But what if he's the, Chris, he's the number one quarterback in the class of 25. Those guys usually oftentimes end up being high level draft picks who will end up making more than that in the NFL. And is he going to throw away his whole career to go to Iowa and get screwed up by Brian Ferentz and Spencer Petras? I wouldn't want that. Go anywhere else except maybe Iowa State. Although Purdy's pretty good. Yeah, what are you talking about? We got. No, no, I was just thinking of the quarterback play last year. Yeah, I no, I, I would it. not. I mean, and, and let's be honest here. Come on, there, there's no way this kid is. Is no, gonna, he's got kids. offers from everybody. I think he's from Michigan. Yeah, these kids. It, it actually takes a lot of balls for Iowa to even be like, yeah, we're going to offer this kid. That's what surprised me the most. Like, usually you don't even Iowa waste your time. offered him. Yeah, right. Which, I don't know. Shoot your Maybe shot, that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, wh- 
great. Go after him. Try to get him. Maybe make a change at the offensive coordinator position first. Maybe that guy, that volunteer coach from Wisconsin, you know that guy? Jesus Christ. Maybe that guy, because he's the one who came in and worked with Petrus. Maybe he has some connections to this kid. (sighs) That guy got a raise, too. Did you see that? I'm sure he did. And then I think that Iowa got a transfer from Wisconsin, and that that guy jumped Joey Labus already on the yes depth chart. Uh, from what Deacon, something. Yeah, I was reading about him. How about that? Yeah, they're though? all we, in on that volunteer coach from Wisconsin. You know, they're make all in fun on of him. Iowa all you want, Chris. But Iowa's out there buying a playoff level quarterback, <laughs> while your boy Bloom is over there. Getting all of his monies together. I, if I can get money from you and you and you, I'll have enough to buy a really bad kicker. <laughs> I hope that kid just goes out and slays it this year, and then we can play this video back. You making fun of him? <laughs> He's an Iowa kid, Missouri Valley, the pride of the yeah. Where uh, is Western Missouri Valley? Iowa Conference? That's over. Um, is over by, is over by uh, the academy? No, it's north of there. I would say it's closer to like uh, you're you're teetering on council bluffs that area it's a little farther north but it's it's far western iowa they play like trainer do you know where trainer is megan trainer no trainer no i don't listen i don't know much about elite athletic department over there at trainer they win championships all the time jeez train the the name of the high school is trainer high school and i've never heard of it. it's a town what level of ball do they play one a eight man one A. Look, I I I I'm from Muscatine. All we care about is four A, five A. Anything below that is below you us. You guys don't ever win. All the Des Moines schools win. Why do you guys hey, give a shit over hey, there? We won the the four A state golf championship my junior year of high school. Congratulations. We we made my senior year. Our girls basketball team made the state title game. Do you know who the current number one? track and field team in the state is in class 2A Bondurant Farrar the Clorinda Cardinals because they're running from the cops want to thank our friends from Circa they're running Circa from those uh, those those white shirts over there at the insane asylum that are trying to <laughs> drag <laughs> them in there shut and zap down. Them. everything has been shut down there's no longer any academy students and no insane asylum that place is empty other than the ghosts there are a lot of spirits in that place. My buddy sent me a text. He said, hey, listen to that, that Williams and Miller UFO podcast. Boy, those guys are nuts. <laughs> See, off season, man. Did you watch the congressional thing on UFOs? It's freaking crazy. They're everywhere, uh, man. Open your it. eyes. Yeah, but nowadays you got all, you got these crazy drones, these balloons. Like there are more unidentified flying objects in the air now because there are more objects flown in the air. I actually, uh, we're gonna get back to sports here. I just got done reading this book. It's something you and me talk about in private a lot. How everybody's just crazy now. Everybody's yeah. just nuts, and it really hit home to me. And, and it's even about like what you just said. So if you think about like when our parents we're young It's seven or eight o'clock at night. Everybody in every house 
It didn't matter if you were rich or poor. If you had a television, everybody was sitting at the same spot watching the exact same show because you only got like three channels, right? Yeah. Now we're we're getting we're getting hit every direction with every type of crazy thought nonstop. And like, like what you're Iowa saying about the UFOs, podcast. it's like, do you really think Miller and I would have these ideas if it was sixty years ago? Hell no. Because it would have never gotten to us by now. But Our minds have all been Did you listen littered. to what you just said? You just started that thought by saying, we talk about how everybody now is crazy. Well, all these crazy people now have outlets, like us. We have <laughs> exactly. outlets. And then there's people that listen to us. And, and then somebody's out there going, you know what? I don't want that pork butt tonight, honey. I, it's pork. I didn't realize this. It's pork sphincter. And they they didn't they didn't know it was it was legitimate pork anus until I told them Stop on the podcast. Stop it! Why do you do that? It's not pork anus. They they carve the anus out. They don't go there. It's a delicacy. I'm I'm sure in some cultures it probably is. You know, um, going out to Vegas. I hope you can make the trip with me. In well, August. you didn't even respond to my text. I don't know what your schedule is going to be on week zero. I asked you, but I no. You said week zero, and I said you talking about. August 26th, and yes. you never responded. Yes. Week zero. There's only one week zero. I, I think I think I'll be able to make it happen. Because I'm going to go out and I'm going to sign up for like Survivor and the Pick'em Contest and all that good stuff out there. I think we should do Great. it together. Do what together? Do the contest together. What contest? The contest they, where we... They've got all their NFL well, contests. The Seinfeld contest? Survivors. See how long we can go? What are the odds my wife lets me leave a month after no the chance. baby's born? Zero chance. What would the circa odds be? <laughs> circa odds? 60 I, to 1. Yeah, I was going to say 30 to 1 or so. Minus 1,000. Poor Van Wink. The baby's due when? What date exactly is the baby due? July 20th. Oh, you got a month. I got a month. I don't know. I'll assess the situation. You would yeah, need, to, be, you would need to get like your parent, you know, your the in-laws or something would have to come. You'd have to set that up, now that's so it's not idea. like leaving that's them at home idea. with just your wife. You know. I want to hear play. real quick from Iowa Meat Sweats on YouTube. Yeah, I kind of take offense to what he said here. That was my favorite Iowa Everywhere podcast. Go Miller and Williams, dude. I'm. We've done this for. Well, we're not. We're like nine months old. I don't. I. That's as much reaction if I've gotten to a show that we've done. And you just talked about aliens the whole show. <laughs> we didn't even talk about aliens. We were just a couple guys. What? You know, What'd we you had talk some about? coffee. We're I'm gonna have to listen fingers. to this thing. I, I we don't, gave I just we were the hassle, like it came from an area of fact because the it on that day, Congress was doing a probe. Not an, an anal, anal probe. probe. I know, know exactly where your mind was going. <laughs> they were doing a probe with these. They created this actual, like, taxpayer-funded federal agency that is investigating this stuff. And they were questioning all these people about it. So that's what we were talking about. And then we got into everything. You know, the whole New World Order being underneath the Denver airport. Mm -hmm. Miller... Miller is the one. I actually was the voice of reason. You would have been proud of me in that show. Go back and listen this weekend. 
Well, I mean, I got a couple other. Miller topics. is basically Aaron Rodgers in a darkness retreat. <laughs> That's just he his starts, life. He starts popping those hallucinogens, and sure, your mind goes wild. So I actually love the Packers trade for the Packers. Yeah, I love it. Like, I mean, I, I, I think it's pretty good for the Packers. Yeah, the, I think the, the Packers got burned. the better end of it. Now, yeah, you weren't going. I, maybe back both to that. sides win. Maybe both yeah. sides win. Maybe he goes there and leads them to to glory. I do want to ask you though, if we're going to talk about this, what the expectations there are? Because we talked about this with with the Deion Sanders Colorado thing. It's all about expectations. It's all about so like Pete Prisco, for instance, who I work with at CBS Sports HQ, long time NFL writer. He says that this is a complete failure by the Jets if they do not win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. I said, what if they get to the Super Bowl this year and lose? And then Rodgers walks away after one year. He said, no, that is a complete failure. You have to win the Super Bowl with him. If you gave up this to get him, you have to win it all with him. Matt, can you and then I listened the to Murph and Andy, and Murph and Andy were like, well, you know, if they make the playoffs this year, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> no. No, you don't make that trade just to make the playoffs. I think it's in between, and I think there's some nuance. I think that, you know, you make an AFC championship game. You're a legit contender. I think you can look at that as a success. I don't think well, getting to the, I think getting if they don't make the playoffs, I mean that is it. Or if you make the playoffs and don't win a game, that is a huge failure. I, there is there I think you got to make a here. run. I mean, Zach Wilson's part of the story, right? Because if let's say Rodgers for 2 years, you get to an AFC championship, you lose the Super Bowl. Just throwing that out there and then he retires. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson's there to take over and then he goes on to win a bunch of Super Bowls and well, takes the torch. Then that's a that's a win because from what sure. what they're leading you to believe is that Rogers is going to take this kid under his wing. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Boy, I'm not even factoring that. Like I don't Aaron even, really is. If I'm a Jets fan, I'm not even thinking that way. Well, like, I'm t- I've almost again, already moved on from Zach. Wilson. At some point, Chris, you have to take these people's word for what they are saying. And Rogers is talking about that in the media yeah. that he's looking forward to this and all. I don't yeah, the, think the, Zach the Wilson's GM said the uh, there is no ceiling for Zach Wilson's talent. And they are telling us they still really believe in him. You're right. But I think it's all about what they can accomplish with Aaron Rodgers. You don't bring on Aaron Rodgers unless your overwhelming goal is to win a Super Bowl, period. But my God, and they're a really good team. They are really good. They've got a ton of talent. Young, young talent too. Alan Lazard and Brees Hall. But they're in the AFC. If they were in the NFC, this is a totally different story. This is they're in the AFC with they're not going to be the favorites in their own division. That's the Buffalo Bills. The Kansas City Chiefs are arguably a dynasty right now. The Cincinnati Bengals are with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They are a contender year in and year out it seems, and they're still on the way up. And you've got a Chargers team that thinks they can rise to that level as well with Justin Herbert. It's just that there's just so many good teams and good quarterbacks in that league that it's going to be really hard for the it Jets to It comes down to, through. like, does this 
rejuvenate Rodgers. Right? And I think I mean, it you, does. I think you, you look at him in that press conference. He looks 10 years younger than he yeah, did. He hasn't looked that happy in years. No, he looks great. He got. He got I don't my know neighbor. if it's a haircut. I don't know what it is. Well, he's been on those retreats, though. He's refreshed. He's, you know, he he's looks ready like to go. he's. I mean, he looked like he was um, withering away almost. Well, that's why sunken in. This was a no-brainer for the Packers to to make this move. I don't think there's many Packer fans out there that are upset about this but like and I think there's he was no done. going back like if they were to tell him you know what no we're not we're not working with you on a trade you're playing for us or you're playing for nobody I think he would have retired I don't I don't think he would have ever played for the Packers again so at least you got something for him and you got a lot this could end up being a first and a second round pick really a fascinating time though in our life we've never seen the Packers without Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback yeah. And I, I just don't see Jordan Love being that guy. We'll see if they draft one. It'll be an interesting couple of days. Are, are they supposed to be drafting a quarterback? No. No. Most people think they'll draft wide receiver or tight end. So they moved up from 15 to 13 in that trade. And um, I, it sounds to me like they're rolling ahead with Jordan Love. They might draft a quarterback in the later rounds, but it with their first pick, 13 overall, I haven't seen anybody have the Packers taking a quarterback there or trading up to get a quarterback. Yeah, I, I think it's just if you're a Packers fan, you just got to be succumbed to the fact that you're rebuilding now. And that's okay. You can't. Yeah. The fact that you've had two guys leading that organization for as long as you've had is just unheard of. Uh, I other interesting topics for tonight. It, the Vikings, my Vikings, are being rumored to be trading up for a quarterback. That's been a hot topic all week around mm-hmm. here, at least. They they've been connected they, connected to Anthony Richardson and even Will Levis. What is their selection? Where are they at? They're in the twenty three. Boy, that that's gonna take a lot to I move know. up. And you're you're potentially looking at moving up into the top five if you're going to get a quarterback. I would rather stay at 23 and draft Hendon Hooker than yeah, you could do that. Trade up. Hendon and Hooker get should be there. Will Levis, and it's nothing against Will Levis. I don't know these guys well enough. I'd rather have Anthony Richardson than either one of them. But I just am a big believer in in building out that roster. And not using too much capital because all of these quarterbacks are a freaking coin toss. Let's be honest; nobody knows, nobody has a clue on these things. I mean, the statistics pointed out. I think you're just as likely, if you have a better roster around you, to have a quarterback be successful at 23 than you are to mortgage your future to get a yeah. guy like Will Levis, who may or may not be better than Hinton Hooker, right? Like in it, in the the thought is you have Kirk Cousins for one more year. Cousins is a pretty good team guy from what you from what you hear and he could be a tutor knowing that this is his last year with the organization who has treated him well and paid him very well and you've got a young offensive head coach in Kevin O'Connell and then you just it's it's a Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith type situation at quarterback you know if you had any other option I would say 
keep the 23rd pick, draft a wide receiver or an edge rusher, and just build up your roster. But again, like I don't know what the hell you're going to do at quarterback after Cousins because I'm sure as hell not interested in signing him to a $40 million a year deal beyond mm-hmm. this year. So I don't really then, know what they should do, but do I'm do? not, I mean, I'm not interested in show. giving up first-round picks for the next three years to get Will Levis. As you said last show, it, and it's not like you can go out on the free agent market and get your quarterback. It doesn't happen that way. No. You have to draft one and hope it pans out. But is this the year you're going to try it? Hendon Hooker should be there at 23. His over-under draft position is 30 and a half. What would Hendon Hooker have been, if you talked to any of your experts about, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt? Would he... Honestly, I don't know that it would have been that much different because of his age. Yeah. They they talk about he's 25. So if you draft him and you get a hold of his fifth-year rights, he's going to be in his 30s by the time that first contract, by the time he can get that first big contract, he's going to be 30. So that that's what I think scares a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. I mean, if I if if I had a magic wand and could have any of these quarterbacks, it would be Anthony Richardson. I just feel like he could be any of them over Bryce Young too. Well, I mean, he's the one that kind of stands out. I guess I wouldn't say over any of them, but I think Richardson may even have a higher upside long term. I actually do. You're probably right. Yeah, he does so, have a high ceiling, but he's very raw. He would have to sit. He would have to sit for at least a year, probably. But that's what I'm saying. Like in that situation with Kirk Cousins, there, I actually think you can it do that. Work. Yeah, but but I don't God. want to give you, up. You'd be giving up several first round picks. This is I why think, to get I root to for get my team. There. This is why I root for my team to lose. If you're a fan of the Vikings and you're rooting for them to win games, you're a bad fan. It does us no good to go to the freaking playoffs host a game and lose. It does no good. You're better off to not make the playoffs. We need to suck. <laughs> Look at the situation your shitty Chicago Bears are in. A much better spot than the Vikings are. I don't give a damn about going to the playoffs and losing. I'm here to win Super Bowls before I die. <laughs> okay? I want to win a yeah. freaking Super Bowl before I die. And being where they're at for their entire my entire life, where they're always just good enough to get to the playoffs, but never shitty enough to get a really good pick, you're in football hell. They're never getting out of this. They've never won a Super Bowl. And they never will. I will die, and they will. I'll never see them play in a Super Bowl. Not even win one. I'll never see them play in one. They're your perennial 10-8. and eight. How many freaking games do they play? 10-7 and seven now? I don't even freaking know. They have the yeah, Dennis Green years. Now. Yeah, then they'll keep their coaches for 15 years because they're just going to the oh, well, they're going to the playoffs. It's better than being the Lions. Yeah. Well, it's true. I mean, the Lions haven't made it, haven't had any success. It's not like they've broken through one year. You know, it's not like the Florida Marlins in Major League Baseball where they most of the time they suck, but every 10 years they break through for something special. Lions haven't done anything either. At least you, at least you have a team that's won some playoff games. It's had some fun until Gary Anderson comes out and misses a kick. Until Blair Walsh comes Favre, out and misses a kick. Favre threw that until game. Until Favre comes out and throws a dumbass pick. Yeah, I think that that's all I have on the draft. Do you have any other local-ish draft storylines that you're keeping I mean, an eye on tonight? No, it sounds like Iowa is, is going to have another great group of highly drafted players. Going to have a couple in the first round probably. 
Yep. I, I'm, a, I'm selfish though. I'm a, I'm an asshole fan. Like I don't give a shit. There are some fans that, and I think Iowa State fans are like, they take a lot of pride. And some Iowa fans are like this too. They take a lot of pride in these, these guys going next level and being even better at the next level than they were at Iowa. It just pisses me off hmm. because they didn't get enough playing time at Iowa. They didn't get the ball enough. It, like why but, couldn't they have been superstars at Iowa if they're being drafted as superstars in the NFL? It makes me mad. So I don't even like to talk about it. Interesting thing going on that I've noticed. A lot of Iowa fans, rightfully so, hanging on Kenyon, not Kenyon Murray, Keegan Murray in the NBA playoffs. Yeah, see, like that kind of stuff. I don't care. See, Unless you're playing for my team. That's fascinating. Like What? I want I, like whenever Niang's playing for the 76ers. Like, well, yeah, I'm you were wearing in. a Tyrese Halliburton, Indiana jersey. I told yeah. you. I'm... All I care about is the jersey. Like, I don't care about the player going to the next level. Sure, I think it's cool. I th- you know what? I, let, me, let me walk that back just a little bit because I think it does help the program in certain instances. It, it really does. If you can show that you can, you're putting, Iowa State is putting these guys into the NBA. Iowa is now putting guys into the NBA. That ha- that, that helps the program. But from a personal level, like, I, I don't care what if Keegan Murray is leading the Kings to a playoff victory. Like I don't, I don't care about the Kings. He no longer plays for Iowa. I love his dad. I love Kenyon. That family's great. But so I'm Keegan not to you out there cheering them on. He's just basically like Jimmy Butler to you. Yeah. I don't hey, get it. I wanted the Kings to win this series, but they're not I will going buy- to. Sunday ticket and the like four thousand dollars that it costs this year to be able to watch Brees Hall and Alan Lazard. I think it's a little bit different for you because you interact with these guys. I'm not interacting with these players. I don't know them on a personal level. In fact, level. The Iowa basketball like, players all hate you. I. It's true. I. I will say the last guy like this that I knew kind of on a personal level was Alan Lazard. And so I do root for him. I covered him in high school. Great guy. Yeah. Um, Corresponded with him throughout the years. So I do know him on a personal level. So I do root for him at the next level because I know him personally. But if you're somebody that's just wearing an Iowa jersey or an Iowa State jersey and I'm cheering you on on a Saturday or a Wednesday night at the basketball arena, I don't have a personal connection. So I don't really care about what you do at the next level like a lot of other people do. That's fair, because I know Allen and I know Brock pretty well. And mm-hmm. I'm way more into their games than I am like David Montgomery, who I don't really know much at all, other than mm-hmm. I've interviewed him. I'm just glad to get Lazard out of Green Bay. Like, it, that was a hard deal for me. Because it's like I wanted Allen to do well, but I hate the Packers. Well, now all. I see Iowa State fans, they're like all torn. They're like, I, 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 it might have been Steph Copley that, that tweeted about it. Like, you want to root on... Alan Lazard and Brees Hall, but if you also hate Aaron Rodgers and everything he represents at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Well, and Rodgers, you know, like he's a lightning rod. You either, I would say most people have negative opinions on Rodgers and it's less politically, more just like he's just such a weirdo now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he comes off as very entitled, very arrogant. Like, there's a lot to that. Like, I get it. But I'll, I'll root for the Jets. As hard as that is, as a guy who's rooted against Aaron Rodgers for the last 20 years or whatever it seems like, I'll, I'll root for him because I just I want those two guys to do well. Um, yeah, so check on me tonight. If the Vikings mortgage their future to get Will Levis, I'll probably be at the local pub here in town. Just gonna celebrating? No. Oh, because you want them to get richer. Here's the deal, though, Chris. I thought if you they just said you want them to go draft a quarterback so you can move on from Kirk Cousins. I said keep it at 23. I don't think there's a big difference between. Gotcha. Okay. If you give up three first round picks and you're for Will Levis, it's oh, like, you're. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're gonna have to. Like, is he worth it? Like, I and I have zero faith that the Minnesota Vikings franchise. <laughs> is smart enough to identify this guy. Yeah. So see that's how I feel about Iowa football. Like I have zero faith that they can get, you know, they they bring in a guy, he might have all the talent in the world at quarterback. I have zero faith that they're going to make that show on Saturday. So what's the point? Bring Petrus back. Just imagine that top-ranked quarterback going in there. That first quarterback meeting. Imagine what the Petrus reaction would be nationally. And then that volunteer. If the number one quarterback Wisconsin. in the class of 25 chooses Brian Ferentz. <laughs> uh, nationally, imagine locally. Both, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> I'd love uh, to see it. That would be great. It'd be a great story. Bring that on. Look, look what Kirk Ferentz did with Brad Banks. And then he never went back that way. He never went back to that style of quarterback. That or video, even that you know, getting a JUCO guy to come in. We, Other than you know, Nathan Chandler came in right after him, but different style quarterback. Was it you who posted that video of Brad Banks running around in the middle of last season? I, somebody, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did. Yeah, it was staggering to go back and watch that now. And that was twenty years ago. Yeah, Kirk Ferentz had back. that. That was the Iowa offense 20 years ago. The best season Iowa's ever had. The best team Iowa's ever had. Don't give me 2015. Don't give me that. That 2002 team. Oh, they were awesome. Was so much better than that 2015 team. And how do you get this far away from that? It blows my mind. Real quick, apparently we have some breaking news. Are you going to take TB's word for it here, or are you going to look this up? Fam Winks, can you confirm this? I don't know why TB on YouTube would be faking. Well, yeah, but you can't take every, you just can't take somebody's word for it. That, what if it's an internet hoax? There is a report via one of our YouTube users. Stacy is confirmed. She uses her real name. It's got to be real. That Jerry Springer yeah. has passed away. TMZ is reporting it. So T- TB, thank you. You were. Did right. you ever watch Jerry when you were a kid? You feel? I feel like that was you because you're just hoping that you could see a nipple. What? Yeah, just hoping that there's a slip up. What are you talking about? I don't want to <laughs> know exactly you what see, I'm talking about. You want to? You want to see the nipple of the people on that set? Are you kidding <laughs> when me? When you're that that was thirteen year old boy. You want to see white trash nipple? <laughs> You sick son of a bitch. You're from Muscatine. I, 
any nipples you is a lot higher class than, than Clorinda. I, why would you want to? These the, the people on that show were disgusting human beings. Disgusting. Very entertaining. So you so you watch that show. This is the first time hearing of this. Most people watch it for the fights. They want to see the fights. You say, I want I want to see the nipple. So, <laughs> like, like when they're being like picked up and carried away, the security guard accidentally lifts up the shirt of a woman, and didn't you see they have didn't Jerry Springer go and but he went into like the girls gone wild type business. After that, remember that? No, what? Yeah. Yeah. He was in Girls Gone Wild. No, but I want to say he like hosted them or something like that. Uh, Cole brings up a great point on our YouTube page that the Mari show, the yeah, Mari Povich, yeah, when when they would do like the Are You the Father? He is not the father. Yeah. Those people were so horrible to each other. It's like a child's life is at, at stake here. And just like taunting their significant other. Or if he is the father, oftentimes the woman would just get up in the guy's face, start flipping him off. Yeah. But it was it was always white trash. Always. And the fact that you watched that show to potentially see a nipple. What is wrong with you? Somebody... uh Watching on Facebook, hit the mad face emoji. We apparently have offended somebody. Uh-oh. Maybe it was me calling everybody from Muscatine trash. It's uh, the the person's name is Kathy Shimp, who hit the uh, the angry button. Or, oh. Does that mean there's two angry buttons? I don't know. I don't know how this works. That's above my. That's above. Maybe, my maybe she's just mad that she never saw a nipple on Jerry Springer. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> or she saw him all the time and she couldn't believe that you weren't seeking that out either. That's the NFL draft weekend. Are you just going to sit around and do nothing while your wife serves you and watch the draft? Is that your weekend? Yeah, we got big plans for this weekend. So tonight we're going to go out to eat before the draft and then I'll come home and watch. I'll probably watch like the first half of the draft because, you know, the first 15 picks, that'll, that'll get me all the way to like 10 o'clock Eastern time. And then tomorrow I'm off. And uh, my wife said that we're going to start doing this thing on Fridays where she's going to make uh, appetizers when she gets done with work. We're going to have some happy hour drinks. She made a plan. We're going to go out to eat on Thursday night. We're going to eat at home on Friday, have appetizer, happy hour drinks, and then we're going to go out to eat again on Saturday night. That's what's going to happen here these next few weeks. Those are all the plans I have for weekends, and it's glorious. That sounds good. Well, I'm just going to bring the bring my kid over and play, have chicken nuggets or something at your house. You guys will that be good? just blowing up my group chat with pictures of the, the, your little Ninja Turtle softball team. Turtles have a game on Saturday morning at 10. Focused on that. We'll be celebrating the Cyhawk victory. Yeah. We're having a Cyhawk trophy celebration party at my house coming up this weekend. Now, Saturday, I'm going out to dinner in Marshalltown. You ever been to Marshalltown? I have. RVTV stopped through Marshalltown a few times. I was there. I'm going to go up and 
see some friends up there. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a lot. I got. I do have the uh, Turtles game on Saturday morning, though. Big game. Big game against a rival team. So we got to get after it. Shane says white trash nipple goes for top dollar in both Clarinda and Muscatine. Hassel thinks he's better than us Iowans. That reminds me, there was a strip club that opened in Muscatine. It was called Stilettos. This was about 15 years ago. Opened up on the south side of town. And uh, unfortunately, I never I never got there. But I heard that they opened up. They didn't have a stage. So they put a bunch of milk crates together. And the dancers were dancing in stilettos on milk crates. And their stilettos would break through the holes in the milk crates and they would they would fall. And uh, it lasted about 15 days. And uh, stilettos closed. Feels like that's a good place to end. Did you have a strip club in Clorinda? No, we did in Hamburg. Shotgun Betty's. No way. Shotgun Betty's is... <laughs> Yeah. That's our friends in West Glen. Yeah, that's West Glen. Shotgun genies. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> got the wrong shotguns. Um, and it got shut down. There was a big debate because there were underage girls on stage. This is a true story. And it went to the Iowa Supreme Court because oh my God. genies was trying to say that it was art and <laughs> not... Yeah, they were trying to say that it was like a performance and not adult entertainment. To have underage girls dancing? Well, I mean, when I say underage, I mean, what's the limit? 18? So you're talking like 17. Well, you know, I'm talking, you know, she was 12. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. It wasn't like she was three. My point being, it turned into this whole like, and the only reason I know this is because I was like reporting on it when I was at KMA. Ah. Yeah, I'd like actually like call people and do reports on it and stuff like that. But if you went to the Emerald Isle in Imogene, Iowa, and about 10 o'clock, if you're still there, all the strippers from Hamburg would show up. Your name, you, like you, you throw out these town names, and I've never heard of any of these Matt, towns. pull up a picture of the Emerald Isle in Imogene, Iowa real quick. Imogene is a name of a town? Imogene. Huh? Yeah. Emma Jean. I-M-O-G-E-N-E. This this is an iconic bar. There's a actual, um, the guy from who owns Confluence, John mm-hmm. over at Confluence, is from there. Look at that bar. Nice oh, little it's a bar. Building. I thought you said it was a strip club. No, no, the strip club is I thought it Amber. was Emma Jean's strip club. If, Come if on you hang now, out at we Emma got Jean. Emma Jean dancing on the pole tonight. If you hang out at Emma Give it up for Emma Jean. The strippers from Hamburg will mosey on over there at about 10 o'clock every Thursday night. Little tip for anybody. I think, but the Hamburg strip club got shut down, though. So the state shut her down. They ruled against them that it was not (laughs) art and it was indeed adult entertainment and they could not have those girls on stage. How did we get here? Uh, God rest Jerry Springer's soul. Oh, Jerry, yeah, Jerry Springer started talking about nipples, and then, yeah, I mean, everything goes haywire. R.I.P. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry. God rest his soul. Thanks to Maddie Van Winks, our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. God bless our friends at Channel Seed. Still waiting for that meat box. 
Sorry for hassle. I'm going to smoke me a... I got me a nice pork loin that I'm going to throw on the smoker tomorrow. Picked that up at Fairway the other day. A loin, a pork loin is the most versatile meat. Isn't that Sandwiches. the inner thigh of the of the uh, pig? I don't know. The pork loin, it's like the inner thigh. But it's fantastic. It's the most versatile of meats. You can do anything you want with it. It's fantastic. Uh, Skull Vikings, enjoy the draft this weekend, everybody. You know, I think it we'll might. You know what? It's the the pork loin is the chode of the pig. Get out! Okay, stop. <laughs> We'll be back here on Monday. Have a good weekend, everyone. Iowa everywhere.